Good evening and happy Wednesday. What is it, January 27th, uh, 2021. Today being the 27th, the day after Kobe passed, or Kobe passed uh, yesterday, if you're a basketball fan, uh, a fan of leadership, a fan of an example, I think uh, yesterday a, a piece of your heart had to hurt a little bit um, as Kobe's death anniversary came back around. Uh, but piggyback off of last week um last week i really spoke about you know preparation and uh the title of the prep the title of the podcast last week was preparation dictates destination so in last week's podcast we thought we talked through preparation action planning goals uh turning ideas into action really paying attention to the details uh, visualizing your goals and progress. And what I mean by visualizing is keeping those goals and progress in front of you. Um, and then also just with the overall preparation is really looking at what that plan is going to look like to you getting to that, that ideal destination, however you're defining success. And as you look at that destination or that ideal goal or that, that location you're trying to get to, anticipating some of the obstacles that may came, may come up. Now, as you anticipate some of those obstacles, some probably listened last week and thought, I don't know what obstacles I'm going to face. Right. But if you create your plan and you're very detailed in the plan, and I talked through this last week, but if you're detailed in the plan, you can start to forecast where some of those challenges may come, whether it's you don't have enough time, you woke up late, um, financial issues come up you know when you're getting into the details you're you're better you're better able to see and forecast what some of those challenges may be um and then last but not least we also talked about when you run into some of those challenges or you run into some of those obstacles not quitting because it got tough but when it gets tough really remembering why'd you even start down this path um because obviously and i I may have said this last week i may not have but as you think about why anyone goes to war, why anyone chases after something, there's got to be a reason. And hopefully that reason that you're doing the work that you're doing or on the mission that you're on is bigger than yourself. Um, typically, when you have missions or reasons and, and whys that are bigger than you, you're more likely to stay into whatever it is you're chasing or whatever destination you're trying to get to. But Recap last week, um, what I want to touch on today, it it ties into last week, but not just preparation and success. Um, I think a big piece of preparation, success, and even that middle piece that doesn't get talked about a whole lot is leadership. And when I talk about leadership, I'm not talking about a title. Uh, many times we confuse leader for title. So supervisor, manager, director, VP, chief officer, whatever, whatever. Uh, president, you know, there's certain roles that we assume they should be leaders, but I really want to talk today about leadership and how it impacts direction, um, focus, goals, vision, execution, and ownership. Um, as you think about leadership, I really feel like one of the core values or one of the key attributes that all good leaders have, if I said all, all good leaders have is vision. Now, there's different levels of leaders, as there are to any occupation, many processes in life. There's, there's many levels to it. Uh, but from a, a visionary perspective, all great leaders that I've worked with, that I've read about, 
um, that I've watched on TV or on the news or whatever, wherever, they had a vision of what the future should look like. And this is where I think it's, it's interesting that when you think about good leaders and then you separate leader from success, anyone that's going to be successful is going to have a vision of what success is. And immediately when I say that, I shouldn't say immediately when I say that, as I plan out my podcast, I always think about the things that I'm going to say and then what are going to be people's possible rebuttals or ways to challenge what I'm saying. And I can hear someone saying, well, what about the person who hit the lottery? They didn't have a plan. They didn't right? But just because you got money or you came into money or you inherited money or however you got money, that doesn't mean you're successful. We talked a little bit about this in one of my previous podcasts around um, success or financial gain and fulfillment. Those can all be very different things. A lot of times I think people confuse what they're chasing for success when all in all actuality, what you're chasing is fulfillment. But that's another podcast. Uh, but as we talk about vision, great leaders know where they're going. Not only do they know where they're going, a lot of times they understand what they need to get there and who's coming along with them. So when you think about people like Jeff Bezos, when you think about people like Bill Gates, when you think about people like Martin Luther King, when you think about Gandhi, when you think about people that are in that space, and those are all very, very different, and I'm not comparing them or putting them side by side because they're all very different in their space. But within their space or their field or their craft, they're very good and very skilled and understood where they were going. And a lot of times, we'll take, we'll pick on Jeff Bezos for a minute. We think about Jeff Bezos, and I think sometimes people get so rich, like he has billions and billions of dollars, that people are like, oh, he needs to be giving more back. He needs to be doing, okay, cool, whatever, I hear it. But when you think about the vision piece of where he's at, a lot of times people follow others because they don't have a vision. Let me say that again. A lot of times people follow others because they don't have a vision. And truth be told, most individuals haven't sat down and mapped out like, hey, what's my vision? You know, where am I trying to go? Most people haven't even mapped out what are your values, you know? So we can't get mad at those individuals that had a vision, put a plan together, did the preparation, uh, created their action plan and executed. And after they met that level of success by their definition, definition, they kept going, they kept building. And as they kept building, just like anything else, look at celebrities. People see celebrities that have millions of dollars and they're like, oh, I want to be a celebrity. You see people on Instagram and social media that have millions of followers or hundreds of thousands of followers. Oh, I want to have a whole bunch of followers. People like to be the center of attention. People like to be liked. And most of those people end up being people that had a vision. And those people that are out in front and leading, their vision is what's forcing other people, not even forcing, their vision is what is encouraging other people or attracting other people to them. Because they, a lot of people, would, whether you want to admit it or not, they admire their drive. They admire where they're going. They see what comes from that vision. And I don't know if people are actually intentional or uh, conscious about why they're attracted to certain images that many people follow or why they're attracted to certain people. Not physically attractive, but just looking at the vision and where individuals are going. Uh, the other piece, I think when you think about leadership is identifying skill sets. So not only do you have a vision in that vision, you understand one, what is your skill set? What are you good at? What can you get better at? What do you want to improve on? And then the other piece is 
What skill sets do you not possess that you need on your team to make your team or your vision come to fruition? And again, those are things that many people aren't looking at or thinking about in regards to how they become successful. So the vision, the skill set, and even with the skill set, you may not have or possess the skill set. You may not even know anyone that has the skill set, but you understand what you need or that skill set that's needed for your dream or your vision to come to fruition. The other, there's a couple more here I want to touch on. There's about three more, but one of the big pieces is ownership. And when you think about ownership, I'm not talking about your owning property. I'm not talking about your owning stocks. I'm not talking about assets, liabilities. I'm talking about owning your work, taking responsibility for who you are, your actions, and your team's actions. Your team, you define your team, whether it's your family, whether it's your your team at work, whatever it may be, taking ownership. Because as you think about leadership and those great leaders, they're taking accountability for what their team's doing. Because, and this is just personal opinion, a lot of times when things don't go right in a work environment, it's not necessarily the people. A lot of times it may be the process, it may be the tools, it may be the technology. A lot of times people are quick to point the finger and blame people. But as I look at leadership, if the people on your team aren't competent, competent enough to do the job, as a leader, what are you doing to develop them? Or what are you doing to make sure that you get the right people on your team? And pointing the finger is never, <laughs> it's never the thing to do as a leader, unless you're pointing it at yourself, because you're responsible for any and everyone that is within your team. And again, leadership is not a title. Leadership is an action. A leadership is what an individual is, but it's not their title. So examples, if your team, hypothetically, if you're in sales, your team can't close. Are you working with your team on closing skills or talk offs? If not, that's your fault. Like if they're not closing the deals, they're not making the sales you need them to, that's your fault. If you're in a coaching practice, are you sharing best practices with your team around listening and how to identify certain challenges and commonalities in some of those challenges? You know, that's that's on you. You being the leader, those are the things that you have to identify. And back to the vision, if you understand what the vision is and where you're trying to go, you should understand also what skill sets are needed to be in there. And then if you understand the skill set, like I said a minute ago, if you don't have it or you don't know anyone that has it, you've got to go find it or develop it. Just part of being a leader. And I think as you take ownership and you see, as you take ownership and others see you owning the process and owning mistakes and mishaps, you also become the example to where they take accountability for their own actions. Because don't get me wrong, sometimes, yeah, there's there's uh, consequences for certain missteps. But most of the time, there's not. It's There's a level of accountability of where you want to perform at a higher level. Um, and you may have a coaching, something along those lines. But at the same time, as you start to take ownership as you start, yeah, as you start to take ownership of your team and ownership of your actions, you become the example and your team starts to follow in that same pace and that same step and that same path. So then when they do see mistakes or they make mistakes, they own it. And it becomes something that people don't run and hide, run and hide from mistakes. Now it's more, okay, I made a mistake. Let me be vulnerable. 
Let me get into a space where I can share the mistake that I made so that we can all learn from it. So as a team, we begin to get to a new level because a lot of times teams are teams are held. Teams are held back because they don't want to be vulnerable. They don't want to expose any any uh, deficiencies. They want to look as if it's perfect. They want to look as though whatever they were able to accomplish, they did it with ease. Because as a society, we look at ease and we look at those that are quote unquote gifted. People aren't gifted. People work hard. You have those one in a billion cases, but even I can hear my boys right now, LeBron James. LeBron James put the work in. Like, yes, he's a physical specimen, but I can guarantee that he outworked 99.9% of anyone else playing basketball. Let's debate it. (laughs) But again, you begin to be that example in that you being that example creates a culture of learning to where those around you are now open to making mistakes because they understand they're not going to get punished for mistakes. They're going to get coached and they're going to get better. And then, like I said, that that kind of environment, it creates um, a willingness to be vulnerable to where your team starts to reach new levels. And like I said, I'm not just talking about corporate America. I am referring to it a little bit with some of my teams, but I'm also thinking about the family. Think about the kid that at home, if he messes up, he gets his ass beat versus the kid that messes up. And let's just talk about this and understand what you did wrong. Now, I'm not talking about someone that's not going to understand. I'm not talking about young, young kids that don't understand the conversation or whatever it may be. But when you think about the consequences to a mishap, a lot of times you're going to be able to identify how high, what's the, how high can someone elevate in their setting? Because many times we limit people's ability to to soar or to get to those new levels because the punishment is so severe, so severe for an accident or for a mistake. So again, that ownership piece, it creates a culture of learning and a vulnerability that can, that can propel your team to a new level. And like I said, that team can be at work. That team can be your family. That team can be your basketball team, whatever it may be. And then this, this last bullet, it kind of ties into what I've been talking about when it comes to leadership and getting to new levels and new heights is go first. You know, the uncertainty a lot of times scares people. Uncertainty a lot of times or that gray area, the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the ambiguous situation, uh, the uncertainties, it causes people to pause. It causes people to be inactive. You need people active. You need people taking action. You know, not much happens doing nothing. You've got to encourage people to take action. And I think this goes back to the training piece. If in your group, whether it's your family, your team at work, whatever, if people freeze when it comes to uh, ambiguous situations or the gray area or uncertainties, there's a training gap. And there's also a, a learning gap. And with that learning gap, there's an environmental challenge to where your team, your family should be comfortable enough to know if I'm uncertain, what's the right thing? Because you got to teach your team, your family, whatever, error on the side of doing the right thing, even if you're wrong. And this is one of the things I had a great leader who would push you to take action. Shout out Dave Mergen, who would push you to take action. But when he pushed you to take action, if it was wrong, and I remember this happening many times, he would ask a simple question. What did you think was going to happen? 
not from a, you know, not from being a smart butt or being like sarcastic. He was genuinely curious around what did you think was going to happen when you did that? Like what, what was your plan is basically what he was getting at. And the first time it was like, I didn't have a plan. I just did it. I just acted because the culture was conducive to, if I made a mistake, I'm not getting fired. It was like, okay, I'm going to get coached. And then the next mistake, it wasn't necessarily saying it was the exact same mistake, but the next mistake, what plan did you put in place before you took action? Ooh, (laughs) plan. I didn't do that. So as I think about going first, you've got to create a culture where you're pushing those individuals to take action. They're seeing you take action. And even me as a leader, I'm okay at work in front of my team saying, hey guys, I messed up. Let me call this out. Because when you're able as the leader to call out, hey, I made the mistake, it creates a whole new level of your team being okay saying, hey, I made a mistake. So now they're going to try more stuff. They're going to get more creative. And as you coach and develop them, they're going to have or hopefully start to form a a passion for getting better at the craft that they're doing. So now instead of them just making mistakes, they're going to have a plan. So when you come back and say something does go left, hey, uh, what'd you think was going to happen? Oh, here was my plan. This is probably where I messed up at. People start to identify their own area, so their own error. So it's like, oh, okay, cool. So I say, I say all this to speak on leadership because I think as we talk about preparation, we talk about goals, we talk about vision, we talk about skill set, we talk about reflecting on why you even started. I'm encouraging people as we talk through what a leader is to think about where you're going. It still goes back to the vision. Be very detailed in where you're going, why you want to go there. Take action. It's okay to make mistakes. Make sure the mistakes that you're making happen or you're able to foresee some of those because you created a plan. Not everything's going to be predictable. But when you have a plan, you're more likely to overcome whatever obstacle gets put in front of you in comparison to the person that's just winging it. So I say that just to bring this back into like kind of, like I said, I don't want to call it the leadership series or the success series, but just from a leadership perspective, put these last two podcasts, not even just leadership, from a life perspective, put these two podcasts together the last two weeks, last week around preparation um, and destination, this week just around leadership and what it actually is. And think about how do you start to apply these principles and these teachings to your daily life? Stop getting up at random times, stop waiting until the morning to see what's going to happen, start planning what's going to happen. You'll be in control because you're going to start seeing less and less people working and functioning the same way that you are. You having a plan of where you're trying to go allows your steps to be created before you take them. So you know the direction. You don't have to be reactive. You can be proactive. Oh, man. Hopefully, I I gave you guys some nuggets that you can actually apply. Uh, Get ready to meet with our accountability group uh, here in about an hour. Uh, We're going to have another clubhouse chat on Friday. Uh, We got a few different topics to to decide what we're going to talk through. Last two have been dope. Uh, Each week on clubhouse, the the chats have been getting bigger and bigger. It's been pretty cool. We've got a couple of doctors in there. We got a lot of entrepreneurs in there. We've got some people that are just successful in corporate America. So with the clubhouse chats growing, it's uh, it's cool. 
I was actually last week I had uh, Joe Brim. He came on uh, Joe Brim. I mean, people that know me you probably know who he is. If not, he was one of my mentors uh, when I was coming up at Discover. Now he's like my brother. He's just a good dude. Awesome designer. I shouldn't even say designer. He is a creative, um, both entrepreneurial and within the corporate, I guess, Fortune 200 space. Uh, does some great work. But we were talking after the, the show last week or the Clubhouse call last week. I like Clubhouse. If you're not on there, get on Clubhouse because you get to network with like-minded people from all over the world and you get to pick and choose which groups you're in. And it's different than our typical, uh, different in a way, than our typical social media with Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, because you can pick and choose how much you want to listen, what rooms you want to join, what rooms you want to start. Don't get me wrong. You still got a lot of frauds on there that are posing. They made me do some research uh, and I'm about to hop off here. I apologize. I'm rambling, but they made me do some research. I had to look up what the 1% was in the United States. So from a salary perspective or how much money you make a year, let's just say this. There's so many rooms to talk about make a million dollars this year, make a million dollars in six months, blah, 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 blah. You know, if you make over 400,000 or maybe it's 500,000, you're in that 1% club. So are there really that many millionaires? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know about that. Then they got the stock talks. And matter of fact, my next podcast is going to be random. Maybe I'll put it out on Saturday. Um, this is actually going to be on uh, on Clubhouse or social media again. Actually, it's going to be focused on Clubhouse. But outside of that, like I said, February, I'm going to do a series in February. It'll be on entrepreneurship versus corporate America, pros and cons. I'm going to have some some guests on that work in both uh, corporate America. Uh, one, well, all of them I'm super excited about, but there's a country, couple entrepreneurs that are doing their own thing in the athletic space. I'm interested to hear their take on it. And then I'm also super excited. Uh, I got an exec from a corporate uh, corporation that's going to come on and talk on one of the podcasts. I'm super interested in her story and her thoughts on it because before I knew what she did in the corporate world, she was this nice, sweet, awesome, kind lady. Having business conversations with her, I called my friend like, man, your mom is a beast. She was like, oh, I know. So I'm super excited to have her on as well. It's going to be it's going to be cool. Um, February, I'm going to have at least four, maybe even five. I may have some drop in multiple days uh, or multiples drop in a day, but I'm going to have a different series outside of my just Wednesday W-I-N-S-D-A-Y series uh, that'll drop on corporate America versus entrepreneurship. Give some different perspectives. I feel like right now so many people are, I got to be an entrepreneur. I got to be an entrepreneur. I got to be an entrepreneur. And when you think about it, (laughs) I know a lot of people in corporate America and don't get me wrong. It may take some time to get there, but it's going to take time to build your own business as well. Um, I know a lot of people in corporate America that are doing very, very well for themselves. And on the other side, I know a lot of people that are entrepreneurs that are doing very well for themselves. Any way you put it, you got to work your ass off and it'll get back to what I was talking about today. Vision, leadership, skill set, being the example, taking ownership. But those are just tips for life. Oh, wait, you probably need those. But no, I definitely appreciate you guys time. Happy Wednesday, W-I-N-S-D-A-Y. Hope your week has been going well. Finish the week strong. Be great. Think about it.